Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Can you hear me? All right. Well, to those of you who were not here for the watch night service, we took the opportunity to wish everyone Happy New Year. Amen. And since this is the first Sunday of the year, so I want to take the opportunity again to those of you who didn't come to church on the watch night service. Those who did not come to church on the watch night service, we want to wish you a very happy New Year. Amen? If you want, I, I, can't, I don't have much time to go over the sermon or even to summarize the sermon, but if you want a copy of the sermon to, to know the word that the Lord spoke to us for 2019, I will encourage you, you can see Ebenezer, he can record it for you, he can give it to you, or uh, he can send it to you by, by WhatsApp. Amen? Amen? Hallelujah. So how many of you know what we will be starting tomorrow? Fasting. We will be fasting for how many days? So we're not forcing anyone to fast for 21 days. We're encouraging you to be part of this fast. Not only uh, that to be part of it, but also to encourage you to allow God in this season to do something new in your life, in your relationship with Him. Amen? So even as you come in, you realize that you've received a devotional there. The aim of the devotional is just to keep you in the Word within the 21 days. So even if you're not going to be fasting, don't say no to the devotional. Take the devotional even if you will be fasting for three days. Maybe you'll be fasting for 10 days, 15, 20, 21 days. Maybe you're not going to be fasting. We want to encourage you even, maybe you're not going to be fasting, but join us in prayer as we pray and we all seek the face of God. Amen? Remember last week, I spoke a lot about fasting and encouraging you to make time this, in this season to put what is most important to, uh, in your life, which is food, which is water, put it aside. Let's humble ourselves and seek the face of God. Amen? Hallelujah. So while I was praying and seeking the face of God, the Lord impressed on my heart that over the, the next three weeks to teach on thanksgiving to teach on praise, and to teach on worship. Amen? To teach on what? On thanksgiving, on praise, and on worship. So today, what will I be preaching on? Thanksgiving. So we will start off the first week, the first seven days of the fast, we will start off with thanksgiving. As we're praying, as we're fasting, we're going to put it put in some thanksgiving we're going to show some gratitude to god in this season amen so we will start off the first week with thanksgiving we will start off the second week with praise so when i preach on praise i will encourage you to to join us in the second week with praise praising god and i'm going to teach you today on thanksgiving next week on praise and worship just for you to have maybe to take this these topics to another dimension in your heart, amen, so that you will know the importance of, of thanksgiving because many times thanksgiving has become, has lost its, its value. It's become something that we do on the table or when, we, when a car or a trotro driver almost knocked us, we will look up to God and say, God, thank you, amen. We always say thank you, but how many of us, do we truly say thank you from the bottom of our hearts, you know, and I, I, wanna, I pray that 
in this season of fast, and as I preach on thanksgiving, praise, and worship, it will take, it will take you to this next dimension in your relationship with God. Amen? And like I said last week, we're not only encouraging you to pray and to fast only in this 21 days. Amen? We're starting, off, we're starting it off this year so that it will become a lifestyle. So that fasting will become a lifestyle. So that praise will become thanksgiving worship. Thanksgiving will be a what? A lifestyle. Amen? We will not only do it in this 21 days, and after the 21 days, you will wait for pastor to declare another fast next year so that I start all over again, giving some thanks, praying, fasting, and worshiping God. Amen? No, we want to start off, and we want to continue throughout the whole year. Amen? Hallelujah. Are you excited? Amen. Let us pray. Father, we just want to thank you for this Awesome time in your presence. Lord, it's not by power, it's not by might, but it's only by your spirit. So we ask that your spirit will lead us and direct us every step of the way in this service. Let this service bring glory to you, Father. And I humble myself before you, Father. Lord, that you will speak through my heart and that your anointing would flow from within and that, Lord, you will touch every heart that is open thirsty and hungry for you, Lord. I pray, Lord, that you will have your way totally and completely in this service in the name of Jesus. And everyone says, Amen. 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 All right, so in Psalms 69, verse 30, listen to the words of David. David starts by saying, I will praise the name of God with a song and will magnify him with thanksgiving. Amen. I will magnify God with thanksgiving. How will we magnify God? With thanksgiving. The word magnify means to enlarge. How would we enlarge God? With thanksgiving. It means to boost. It means to enhance. It means to maximize God. Amen. We want to make sure that our lives will be a testimony to those around us. And one of the beautiful ways of magnifying God in our lives is by thanksgiving. David lived a life of thanksgiving. Thanksgiving was a, was a lifestyle to David. And I pray that in this season, in 2019, as we seek God to, to expand us, to grow us and to enlarge us, thanksgiving will become part of our life. Amen. Thanksgiving is so physical. We have lost the spiritual impact. We have lost the spiritual power that is behind thanksgiving or being thankful. Amen. Listen to Psalms 100 verse 4. And we all love this verse. It says, enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and bless his name. Amen? Now here, God has laid, has laid down a foundation as to how we can approach or how we can access him. He's laid two stages to approaching his throne. He's laid two stages into coming into his presence. The first stage is saying is through his gate. The second he's saying is through his courts. 
Amen? So in other words, to access his courts, we have to go through the gates. And to access his presence or to access his house, we have to go through the courts. Amen? But there is two words that the Lord said to, uh, to access his gate and to access his foundation. He's saying that, he's saying that to enter his gates with thanksgiving. In other words, the only way to enter his gates or the only way to approach God through his gates is through thanksgiving. Amen? And the only way to enter his courts is with praise. Enter his courts with thanksgiving, and sorry, enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Many of us were, were, make, were trying to find shortcuts into entering God's presence. There is no shortcut into entering his presence. He's laid the foundation for us. We can only enter his gates through thanksgiving, and we can only enter his courts with praise. Amen? This is the foundation. There is no 419 in entering his presence. There is no way that we can bypass and enter the presence of God if we don't go through his gates and through his courts with thanksgiving and with praise. Hallelujah. Maybe you're saying, well, pastor, there is nothing for me to be thankful about. 2018 started off bad and it ended bad. And even 2019, pastor, well, you don't know, but nothing good or nothing exciting is happening in 2019. Maybe if I say, maybe if I ask you who can testify with me, we will have some hands up. But let me encourage you, there is always something to be thankful about. There is always something to glorify God about. Amen? Listen to the psalmist in Psalms 100 verse 5. He says, for the Lord is what? Is good. Hallelujah. It's easy for us to stand and to say, God is good. And we respond back all the time. And I will say to you, all the time? And you will say, God is good. Amen. The psalmist is saying, for the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting. Hallelujah. And his truth endures to all the generations. There is something that we can be thankful about. There is something that is unchanging about God. And that is his good. And that is his merciful. And that is his truth is everlasting. It endures to all the generations. Is somebody here with me today? Can somebody say hallelujah? Amen. There is something to be thankful about because we do serve an unchanging God. Yes, you might be changing. Yes, your circumstances might be changing around you, but it doesn't change who our God is. If the word is saying that my God is good, if the word is saying that my God is merciful and that his mercy is everlasting, and if my word or the word of God is saying that his truth endures to all generations, that we need to take hold of it and hold on to it. And maybe this year has started off bad, but you can begin to testify and begin entering this year or even starting off this fast, thanking God for he is good. Amen? Thanking God for he is merciful. Thanking God that we have truth, that we can hold on. Truth, that, 
that everything will pass away, but the word of the Lord remains forever. Amen? Somebody wants me to stop preaching the word. Hallelujah. His, his good, his mercy, and his truth is everlasting. It's unchanging. And maybe you're wondering and you're saying to yourself, Pastor, what is thanksgiving? What is it to be thankful? Let me, let me give you a dictionary definition. Amen? An expression of gratitude. Amen? When you, 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 you want to understand what thanksgiving or being thankful is all about, it means it's an expression of gratitude. Listen to 1 Chronicles 16 to 34. It says, Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, and his love endures forever. Amen? It says, "For Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, and his love endures forever. So we can say that thanksgiving is acknowledging what is right about God. Amen? If God is good, if God is merciful, if his truth is everlasting, this is something we can acknowledge that it is right about God and that gives us the reason to be what? Thankful. Amen? The Greek word for thanksgiving is the word Eucharisto. Amen? It means to show one's self grateful. It means to be thankful. It means to give thanks. Amen? Now listen, Hebrews 12, verse 28. And I want to establish a point here which is so important. And maybe you've, you've heard me say this before, but to those who have never heard me say, maybe this will be something new to you. Amen? Hebrews 12, verse 28. I'm going to read the NIV version, and I'm going to read the King James version. It says in verse 28, it says, Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken, let us be thankful. Say with me, let us be thankful. So this is the NIV. It says, Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken, let us be thankful and so worship God acceptably with reverence and awe. Amen? Now listen to the King James Version. It says, Wherefore, we receiving a kingdom which cannot be moved, let us have grace. Now you see here in the NIV, it says, let us be what? Thankful. The NIV is saying, let us be thankful. But the King James Version is saying, let us have grace, whereby we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear. Amen? So what I want to establish here is that the connection, the direct connection between grace and thanksgiving. How many of you have heard me say this before? Well, praise the Lord. If nobody has heard me say, because I said, Lord, well, Maybe they've heard me say this and, you know, well, if you've not heard it, this will be new to you. And you will come to know the direct connection between grace and thanksgiving. It says, let us have grace. And it, in the NIV, it says, let us be thankful. 
And you know the word have grace in Greek. I looked out the word have grace in Greek. And it means charis. Amen? It means what? Charis. And the word charis literally means be thankful. It means thankfulness. So it tells me that there's a direct connection between grace and what? Thankfulness. So I want to put it this way. If you're not being thankful today, can we say that we're not living under grace? We don't want to hear this, right? Because yes, we go through season, seasons or maybe years, months, not being thankful. But I have news for you. If you're living under grace, then you will be thankful. Amen? And you know, you probably also heard me say how the Italians, and if there are some Italians here or the Spanish, will say gracias or, or gracia. Gracias. Well, many Italians here in the house. I wish, gra, gracia or gracia. You know, the word gracia literally means thank you. So you see the connection between grace and thanksgiving. So really, another meaning for thankfulness is grace. Amen? Are we learning some Greek here today? Now let's go to Hebrew. Not the book of Hebrew, the language Hebrew. And I'm going to give you definitions for thanksgiving in Hebrew. Amen? And it's, it's for uh, Psalms 100 verse 4. <clears throat> so your pastor has been studying some Greek and some Hebrew. So it says, enter his gates with thanksgiving. Now the word in Hebrew for thanksgiving is the word da. Say with me, da, Not to sleep. da. It means a thanksgiving choir. Amen? In Hebrew, thanksgiving is translated by the word da, and it means a thanksgiving choir. And his courts with praise, the word praise is translated by the word tahila, not tequila. <laughs> and the word, the word tahila means singing praises. Amen? Are you with me? All right. And it goes on, the verse goes on, it says, give thanks. And here, the Hebrew word for thanks is the word yada. Is the word what? Which means extend your hands. Amen? And it says to him and bless his name. The word bless here in Hebrew is translated barak, which means bow before. All right, so now I'm going to put it all together for Psalms 100, verse 4. It says, enter his gates with thanksgiving choir and his courts with singing praises. Amen. That is Tahila. Extend your hand to him and bow before his name. Amen. I'm going to read this again. It says, enter his gates with thanksgiving choir and his courts with singing praises, extend your hands to him. Amen? Many times when people enter church and they see worshipers lifting up hands, they think, it's weird. Is this biblical? Well, I've just given you the Hebrew translation for thanks. It means, yada, extend your hands. 
to him and bow before his name. Amen? When you see someone bowing down, lifting up their hands, it's just an outward expression of thanksgiving. Amen? Many times we think that they're weird. What are they, what are they doing? No, they're not weird. And you know, many times if you realize nobody taught us how to do, nobody taught you how to lift up your hands. When my children, I remember growing up, when we put up worship, we would look back in the car and we would see them lifting up their hands and worshiping God. But nobody taught them. Why? It's because of the, the Spirit of the Lord living on the inside of them will cause them to do the very thing that God desires. God desires us to lift up our hands. God desires us to sing out joyfully. God desires us to go down on our knees and worship him. God desires us to scream out to him. It's in the Bible. Amen? Bless his name. Bow before him. Worship the Lord your God. Like I said in the beginning, David had a lifestyle of thanksgiving. And in Psalm 100, 119 verse 164, it says, Seven times a day I praise you for your righteous laws. Seven times David would make a choice seven times to give thanks to God. Amen? And because of the lifestyle of thanksgiving that, that David had, we see in Psalms 89 verse 23, the Lord, the God saying to him, and I will beat down his foes before his face and plague them that hate him. Amen? And you know, maybe you're here today and you're you're thinking, well, is there any, really any weight in thanksgiving? Can thanksgiving do anything for me? Well, like I'm going to show you today how much scripture, how much God desires our thanksgiving. And not only that, we're going to discover how much power there is in thanksgiving. And that when we begin to th give thanks, the atmosphere around us changes our circumstance around us begins to change why because thanksgiving has the power to cause god to move on our behalf amen and i thank god growing up in ghana you know we were taught how to give thanks we were taught how to respect elders by always saying thank you but trust me not all cultures teach that you go, and without mentioning certain cultures or certain countries, but not all countries teach people how to give thanks. And not everywhere where you see someone after a meal would say thank you to the person who prepared the meal. Amen? It's not culturally right in every country to say thank you. But I thank God for growing up in Ghana. We were taught, not only by our parents, but even in schools, how to respect the elders, how to always say thank you. And you know, this, what, what we were taught has gone into our relationship with God and we find our place constantly appreciating and showing gratitude to God because of his awesomeness. And we don't have to wait for God to do something great or God to do something mighty, but many times being, being gracious or being grateful for the little things that God is doing in our lives. Maybe you will say to me, well, pastor, I'm looking for this one miracle. If this miracle begins to happen in my life, I would begin to say thank you. 
But you look around you, when you look around you, there are little things that God is right now doing in your life. And as you begin to appreciate God, as you begin to say thank you to the little things, God will begin to move and God will begin to manifest his power through thanksgiving so that you will receive the very big thing that you are looking for. Amen? Thanksgiving has power. When we stand here and we testify about the goodness of God, when we share testimonies on, on New Year's Eve, on, on the watch night service, what is really a testimony? When someone stands here and shares a testimony, the person is standing here and really being thankful to what God is doing in his life. Listen to Revelations, Revelation chapter 12, verse 11. It says, they over, and they overcame him, by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. And if testimony is a way of giving thanks to God, how will we overcome? By the blood of the Lamb and by the word of our testimony. And if the word of our testimony is thanksgiving, then what is stopping us from giving thanks? What is stopping us from giving thanks? Because we will overcome when we give thanks. There is power in thanksgiving. And when we come to discover that power that is in thanksgiving, we will hold on to it. We will not stop giving thanks. You know, and I was saying to God this year, God, I want to always be grateful to you. Amen. I want to always show you how much I appreciate you in my heart. Amen. Because trust me, trust me, if we take a vote today, I'm sure many of you would probably not remember the last time you said thank you to God. Oh, yes, you said thank you at the end of the year. You said thank you, yes, Lord, thank you for looking, looking out for me for in 2018. But it will go one month, two months, three months, then something happens in your life or something great happens, then you begin to say thank you again. Amen? Thankfulness has the power to bring forth multiplication in your life. You know, not only addition, it's one thing to have addition, but it's another thing to have multiplication in your life. Amen? And God is a God of multiplication. He's a God of miracles, and he wants to multiply things in your life. Amen? I love one preacher said, there is nothing too small in the hands of a thanksgiver. Amen? There is nothing too small in the hands of of a thanksgiver, because if we learn to be thankful in the small things around us, God will always multiply things in our lives. Listen to David again in Psalms 116, verse 17. It says, I will sacrifice a thank offering to you and call on the name of the Lord. Amen? And in Psalms 50, verse 23, it says, those who sacrifice Thanks offering, honor me, and to the blameless I will show my salvation. Amen? How is God honored? How, how can we honor God? Are you here with me? How can we honor God? With our thanksgiving. David says, I will offer, I will sacrifice a thankful offering to him. He's calling thanksgiving a sacrifice, a thankful offering to him. In 23, it says, those who sacrifice thank offering, offerings honor me. And I love it. It says, 
and to the blameless, I will show my salvation. We're looking for direction. Amen? We're looking for miracles. We're searching everywhere. But yet, it's just right there in front of you. Amen? And I'm not saying this to put it this way, that it's an equation. Do it this way and it will work for you. No. But I'm just saying, in this relationship that we are with God or in God, in intimacy with Him, when we begin to appreciate Him, you know, if in a marriage, or even let me use children, if children always receive, receive, receive from you, but never say thank you, would you be happy? No. And same in the marriage relationship. If your wife is always cooking, 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 taking care of you, but you never once just stop and show gratitude by saying thank you, how would your wife feel? Amen? And the same in our relationship with God. If we don't make time, like David, to stop once in a while, look up and say, Lord, thank you. Come on, let's all say thank you. Let's all say thank you. Now look up and say, Lord, thank you. Amen? Well, I saw some lips also saying hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Lord, thank you. Hallelujah. And I praise your name. Amen? It's good to be thankful. Now, you look at someone who is not thankful. People who call themselves Christians and are not thankful. There is something odd about them. Right? But you see, David, David always walked in the anointing. The anointing of God was always upon his life. Yes, he sinned. Yes, he fell. But you realize it never stopped God from causing or using David to achieve the very purpose that God called him to. Amen. And his heart was, you know, when you want to read about Thanksgiving and you realize today all our verses are from the Psalms. Why? It's because it shows us the heart of David. David knew how to give thanks to God. And for that reason, you find a man who was anointed. Amen? Now you look at someone who is a Christian yet never gives thanks, and someone who is a Christian and always gives thanks. You realize there's a difference. The difference is the anointing. You realize that the person who is always giving thanks is always, is like the anointing is always upon their lives. Amen? And you realize many times in prayer meetings or even when we're praying over people and we see even Jesus when he was praying over the loaves of bread and two fish that was given to him, the first thing that he did, he looked up to heaven and what did he do? He gave thanks. He gave what? He gave thanks to the Lord. And many times when we are praying for people, realize when you begin to give thanks, even before you begin inviting the Holy Spirit to come, as you begin Giving thanks to the Lord, the presence of the Holy Spirit just fills the whole atmosphere. Listen, listen to this verse from Chronicles. Chronicles chapter 2, 5, 2 Chronicles, sorry, chapter 5, 13 to 14. It says, the trumpeters and musicians joined in unison to give, to give praise and thanks to the Lord. Accompanied, accompanied by trumpet, cymbals, and other instruments, 
the singers raised their voices in praise to the Lord and sang, He is good. His love endures forever. Then the temple of the Lord was filled with the cloud, and the priests could not, could not perform their services because of the cloud, for the glory of the Lord filled the temple of God. Did you see what I just saw here? Thanksgiving brought down the glory of God. I don't know about you, but that excites me a lot. That when we can gather as a church and begin to thank God, the glory of the Lord would fill this room. And you don't need to begin praying for a miracle. You don't need to begin praying for healing. Because when the presence and the glory of the Lord comes in, healing, deliverance will begin to manifest. Have you ever been in a service where you're not seeking God for anything, but you come in, but the very thing that you're seeking God for is the very thing God will touch you? You know, many times I go to services or I go to a program and I'm not the kind when, when there is so much noise, I can concentrate and focus on God. That's just me. My wife wouldn't even go. She would tell me it's too noisy for me. I would go, but I would, in, in the process, would just be saying thank you. Thank you, Lord. People are shouting on my left. People are down on their knees. People are falling. And, you know, everything is happening around you. And I don't seem to be able to focus on God. Amen? But one thing I've realized, as I stand there and I say, Lord, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. The presence of the Lord just comes. There is no equation. You can have the presence of the Lord in your car. You can have the presence of the Lord when you're showering. You can have the presence of the Lord when you're in your cupboard dressing up. Amen. When you develop a thankful heart. Amen. The glory of the Lord will fill the room, will fill the atmosphere when we begin to be thankful. Miracles will begin taking place when the church will come back to that place where we are thankful. We enter into the church, one thing we look around, we begin to criticize, we mock this, we mock that, we talk about this, we talk about that, and we lose the focus off of God. Am I preaching today? Yes. We lose the focus. Don't clap for too long, I don't have too much time. We lose the focus off of God. Yes, you are coming in today and you're so gracious to God and you received some news, some bad news, and all of a sudden, all your focus is on the bad news. Have you ever been excited about coming to church and all of a sudden, something happens that will cause you to be unthankful to God, where you cause you to look up and say, God, why this again? Look at how I'm dressed, looking all nice. Now I have to change the car tire did you have to allow this to happen now, God? Amen? Oh, you received some news. I mean, today we're hearing of this person dying and that person dying. And you know, you look around and your heart becomes so bitter. You lose that focus off of God and you want to begin to say, God, why? 
But trust me, I've realized that as we constantly walk in thanksgiving, no matter your circumstance, no matter your situation, your situation might be big, my situation might be magnified, but one thing I've realized that as we begin to magnify God with thanksgiving, the very thing that is big, the very thing that is large in our eyes will become small because God is greater, God is greater And God is more powerful than the very thing that you're going through today. Maybe you're struggling in your marriage today. Maybe you're struggling with an addiction. Amen. Sometimes I receive messages and, Pastor, I'm struggling with this. Pastor, I want to let go of this. I can't get rid of this. Trust me, one of the keys is thanksgiving. It's one of the greatest ways to fight our battles. It's one of the greatest ways to see God bring multiplication and expansion in our life. And we said 2019, we're going to experience, we're going to experience growth, we're going to experience abundance, we're going to experience enlargement, we're going to experience restoration. But one of the ways to enlarge and extend our tents is with thanksgiving. Can somebody say amen? amen. Is with what? Is with thanksgiving. If today we can put our heart back into thanksgiving mode and always find ourselves walking in thanksgiving, we will see our lives change. We will see God do miracles in our lives. In Luke chapter 17, we all know the story of the ten lepers, right? That Jesus healed. And only one of them, and the Bible tells us that one that came back was a Samaritan was not a Jew. Maybe it tells me that the other nine were Jews. Jesus was expecting if anyone would come back and say thank you, it would be the nine Jews and not the one Samaritan that got healed. The Bible tells us that Jesus asked them to go to the priest to examine themselves, and they got healed even before they got there. But the word tells us in Luke 17 that only one of them came back and said thank you you. Amen. Only one came back and said, thank you. Verse 15. And the one that came back, he says, and one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back and with a loud voice, hallelujah, and with a loud voice glorified God and fell down. Here is some blessing. He's about to bless God. The word says he fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan. Amen? And Jesus answered and said, Were there not ten cleansed? But where are the nine? There are not found, sorry, there are not found that returned to give glory to God, save this stranger. And he said unto him, Arise, go thy way, thy faith has made thee whole. You know, one thing is that the nine received physical healing. But the one that came back and said, thank you, received wholeness. That means he was healed physically. He was healed spiritually. He was healed mentally. He received wholeness. He was made whole. Why? Because he made a choice to come back and go down on his knees and say thank you to the Lord. It pleased God. And when you look at it, the one out of ten represents what? Ten percent. 
And if we're really truly honest as a church, only 10% of us truly give thanks to God. 10% is the tithe. It symbolizes how many give tithes. Only 10% of you give your tithe. Just joking. Amen? It represents 10%. Only 10% give thanks to God. How many of us want wholeness today? Wholeness. Wholeness in our minds. Wholeness in our body. Wholeness. Total wholeness. And this can happen today if you put your gear back in thanksgiving mode. I will end with these two verses. I will ask the worship team to please come up. That God desires your thanksgiving. He desires it. Amen. Isaac said, yes, he knows what you want. Yes, he knows what you need. But he still desires to hear thank you. You know what your children need. And you don't even have to ask them. You supply their very need for them, right? But you still desire them to say, Dad, Mom, thank you. Listen to Philippians 4 verse 6. It says, do not be anxious about anything. But in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. In other words, God is saying, don't bring your requests to me without thanksgiving. Did you hear me? Don't bring your requests to me without thanksgiving. Thessalonians, 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 to 18, it says, Rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances. Say with me, in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. What is God's will for you in Christ Jesus? What is it? Many of you, you're here today and you're praying and you're saying, God, I want to know your will for my life. I have good news for you. Begin today by giving thanks. You will discover God's will for your life if you begin today to give thanks. Amen? Maybe you found yourself all of a sudden not interested in giving thanks. You know, when you realize people who don't give thanks, you find out that they are always nagging and complaining, right? In fact, the opposite of thankfulness is complaining and what? Nagging. Can somebody say amen to that? All right, many naggers, many complainers here. Just kidding. Amen? The opposite of thanksgiving, of thankfulness, is nagging and complaining. When we don't stop complaining and nagging, we will find ourselves like the Israelites in the wilderness for 40 years. It was, it was a how many day journey for the Israelites? How many days? It was, it was an 11 day journey, right? But the 11 day journey took 40 years. Why? Because the Israelites were not thankful. And your journey would also take maybe even more than 40 years if you're not thankful. Amen. What would happen to you is if you develop a heart that is not thankful, is you realize that all of a sudden you're moving down in a spiral manner. All would be happening is that you'll be moving away from the grace of God and the will of God. Amen. Listen to Romans. I will end with this verse. Romans 1.21. It says... For although they knew God, they neither glorified Him 
as God, nor gave thanks to him. But their thinking became futile, and their foolish hearts were darkened. So what happens when, when we don't give thanks? Our hearts will be corrupted. Our hearts will become darkened. Amen. Maybe your heart today is darkened. Maybe you're, today you're living lives that is not pleasing to God. Well, I want to encourage you today to move out from darkness and come into the light. And the way to do it is to begin to be thankful. Come on, stand. Let's be on our feet. So we're going to start this week with Thanksgiving. As we fast, we will begin just thanking God for the great things, the little things, for everything that God is doing in our lives. Amen? Amen. Don't forget, next week I'll be teaching on praise and the week after on worship. And on the 27th, on the 27th, we're going to have a Thanksgiving praise and worship service. Amen? Where we're going to cry out, thank God, praise and worship the Lord. Amen? Let's lift up our hands up towards heaven as the worship song is being played. To say thanksgiving to him. Lift up your voices in thanksgiving. Come on, lift up your voices in thanksgiving. Lift up your voices for God is good. His mercy, his truth is everlasting. There is something today to be thankful about. Just let's lift up our voices to the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Right now as you're giving thanks, you're just going to begin to experience something new in your life. Change it. Right now, as you begin to give thanks, as you begin to give thanks, the atmosphere around you is changing. It's changing. It's changing. It's changing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We want to thank you today for every good, even Lord, wherever we find ourselves today. We want to look up to you. We want that our eyes will constantly be on you. And that, Lord, we will always be gracious and grateful for everything, Lord, for everything that you have given us today. Lord, I pray that we will come back to that place where we will know that everything that we have is because of you. We are where we are today in 2019, in the first week of 2019, because of you, Lord. Father, we want to be... We want to start off this year being thankful for everything that you are doing in our lives. We want to end today by saying thank you. Thank you, Lord. We thank you for the Holy Spirit. Your Holy Spirit that constantly leads us and directs us, speaks to us, and gives us all the wisdom from above to live lives that are pleasing to you. We want to thank you for your Son coming onto this earth to take on human flesh and to die for us. And we want to thank you, Lord, for you are a Father that loves us and that desires to be with us. We thank you, Lord, that through the death of your Son, we have been reconciled to you and that you have given us your Holy Spirit, that we can have fellowship with you, Lord. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you, Lord. Lord, there are no words, no words, no words to express how much, Lord. Lord, you've done it all. All we can do is to say Two words, thank you, thank you, thank you. We're grateful today, Lord. We're grateful for this church. 
We're grateful for the members of this church. We're grateful for every heart. We're grateful for the children. We're grateful for Sunday school. We're grateful for the ushers. We're grateful for the worship team. We're, great, we're grateful for Sunday school. Lord, we're grateful. We're grateful. We're grateful. We want to thank you. 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 I just also sense in my spirit, I sense in my heart that someone needs to say thank you to his mom. Amen. It just came into my heart right now. Someone needs to pick the phone today and say thank you, mom. Also to the to the dads to say thank you, dad. Amen. Maybe you've not called them to say. Maybe you always call and complain and nag. But today, let's turn around today. Pick up the phone and say, Mom, I just want to say thank you. I want to say thank you. You're the best mother on this earth. Dad, you're the best. Thank you for, for doing everything to bring me to where I am today. Father, I just want, Dad, I just want to say thank you. I just want to say thank you. Today, the atmosphere in your homes, in your relationships, not only do we begin start saying thank you to God, but as we begin being grateful to those around us, to their relationships.